Welcome to Who's the Boss French Edition. I don't know if y'all been keeping up with the election lately, but France is in the middle of an election that could result in the French exit out of the EU. Our top two contestants are, how do you pronounce this, Mary? Um, Emmanuel Macron. Oh, macaroon. Oh, I love me some macaroons. No, Macron. Oh, pardon, Macron. And Marine Le Pen. Le Pen? No, Le Pen. Okay. Anyways, Le Pen and Macron will be fighting for votes of the French people in May. Both not from ruling parties and both not the best choices for France. But one might be worse than the other. Let's find out. We are in our final round of Who's the Boss? And this is the hot seat round. Each candidate will answer questions from our international judges. Coming from the Buckingham Palace, we have Queen Elizabeth. Since the Brexit, I've been forced to babysit Britain, and I must say it is not going well. We also have from Canada, the other Obama, Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau. Hey there, I'm Justin Trudeau, and yes, I do look as good as my economic policy. So let's start off with... Wait, Steve, hello. Forgot to introduce your very own POTUS. Wait, Trump, I don't see you on the list, Mary. No one invited him, Steve. Wrong. I'm the most powerful man in the universe. Invited everywhere. I don't get paid enough for this. Justin, do you have a question for one of our candidates? Yes, I do. This is for Emmanuel. Is it true you're married your school teacher who is like 30 years your senior? Uh, oui. I married my school teacher. I thought it was uh, very sexy how she taught me my ABCs. So I wanted to teach her a thing or two sexually. It is very French to screw your teacher. Okay, I'm officially a little uncomfortable. You think you're uncomfortable? I have step-grandchildren. Okay, on to the next question. Elizabeth, do you have a question? Yes, I do, Steve. This is for Le Pen. Should Muslim citizens be allowed to practice their religion freely by wearing headscarves? No, I'm opposed to wearing headscarves in public places. That's not France. There's something I just don't understand. The people who come to France, why would they change France to live in France the same way they live back home? But then, are you not waging a religious war? I'm not waging a religious war. It's clear that in France, everyone has the right to practice their religion, to worship as they choose. My war is against Islamic fundamentalism. That doesn't make any sense. Oh, yo, Steve, buddy. I have something to say. Yeah, but you weren't invited in first the first off, to that macaroon guy, that's amazing that you're screwing your math teacher. You've got my vote. And as for La Penny lady, uh, you support giving people jobs and keeping out immigrants, right? We definitely got my vote. Well, luckily, you can't vote. And with that, we have ended our hot seat round. The results are in. The winner of Who's the Boss French edition is Marine Le Pen. <gasps> Wait. Okay, folks, uh, there's... I have to apologize. The first runner-up is Marine Le Pen. The real boss is Emmanuel Macron. Oui. Listen, folks, let me just take control of this. I will take full responsibility for this. It was my mistake. Horrible mistake, but it's still a great night. Thank you all. Cianties. Welcome back to WRCT 88.3 FM. I'm your host, Ariel. What's up, y'all? I'm Daryl, and this is CNT, your favorite millennial news broadcast celebrating our last episode of the season. Can you believe we're ending our third season already? Just think, when we started this thing, we were complaining about Obama trying to take us to Mars, and now we're hoping for it. 
Now we have a president who doesn't even believe that climate change is real. Even Bush believed, but not this guy. All he believes is that news is fake and that Twitter is his personal diary. Suffice to say, we'll be back very soon because, well, crazier things have happened this year. Subscribe now on iTunes so you don't miss our season four comeback. And stay tuned to CNT. Politically aware, but not always correct. get into the story of the day, here's a little message from our sponsors. Hi, I'm Donald, and I suffer from science. If you are struggling with the consequences of science, there are treatment options. Ask your senator if Schmeyance, the one-dose 24-7 alternative to science, is right for you. Everyone's always tweeting at me, oh, you're anti-science, you hate science. But listen, I don't hate science. That's wrong. I hate everything that disagrees with me. Schmeyance is significantly better than its competitors, Dr. Oz and God, at reducing the influence of sound scientific research on public policy and increasing the influence of your fat wallet. Science is a bad ombre. Schmeyance shuts up and lets me do my job. In clinical studies, Schmeyance has proven to be effective for capitalists struggling with the profit-crushing weight of environmental regulations, competition from renewables, and liberal pressure to just let coal die. Schmeyance is not for everyone. Check with your bank account and skin color before mixing Schmeyance with a college education, actual research experience, consideration of the non-immediate future, or any level of empathy or compassion for other human beings. If you are drinking, taking other drugs, or operating heavy machinery, Schmeyance may be perfect for you. Shemp Schmeyance users have experienced changes in behavior or increased hostility and suicidal thoughts while ignoring science. If you notice any severe storms or the rise of the Antichrist indicating an apocalyptic event, stop ignoring science and contact your deity right away. Side effects of science may include but are not limited to the resurgence of cholera, flat earthers, growth of the underwater housing market, nuclear fallout, a diesel-flavored water supply, antibiotic-resistant superbugs, millions of drought refugees, mes- mosquito frenzies, legitimate and illegitimate rape, the total submersion of Florida, and CO2 levels nearest to the Triassic era great dying. Some of these may be life-threatening. Take back control of your life. Take control of less fortunate lives. So what if I'm not a scientist? scientist scientist. Ask your politician about Schmeyance today. Welcome back, CNTs. Our main story today comes from Chechnya. Bless you. Don't be that guy. Girl, I know that Chechnya is a southern republic of Russia. Is someone grumpy that it's our last episode? No. Yes. Back to the story. The Chechens are descendants of the Vanek peoples, and according to a professor of Ilya State University, are the most Caucasian people of all the Caucasians. So we're talking about the whitest of the whites here. I wonder if Lena Dunham's a Chechen. <laughs> it comes as no surprise that this also means that we're talking about how centuries of accumulated hate have resulted in a modern genocide. So I don't want to hear about how this show is ignoring the white male perspective anymore. You're our main story today, so chill. It's important to note that while technically Chechnya is now a Republic of Russia, it wasn't always that way. And there's a whole lot of underlying tension there that spans all the way back to 1500 AD. Sexual tension? Oh, yeah. But we'll get there. So let's skip ahead to the late 18th century and get to the exciting part, when the Russian Empire was using Christianity to justify their conquests. That's important because it allowed Islam to spread widely in the region, positioning itself as the religion of liberation from Sardom, which condemned Vanek tribes as bandits. Can I just say how glad I am that we're past that? Like, when was the last time you heard a world leader condemn an entire group of people for the actions of a few? 
When Mexico sends its people, they're not sending their best. They're bringing drugs, they're bringing crime, they're rapists. So Islam, when it was first introduced to the Chechens, advocated for liberation. Fast forward to today, when the president of the country is hiding behind extremist rhetoric to eliminate the gay population of Chechnya by the start of Ramadan. Reports from Chechnya allege that more than 100 men have been rounded up and detained in secret prisons by authorities on suspicion of being gay in recent weeks, with many beaten and tortured. At least four men are alleged to have been killed. Human rights groups report that these anti-gay campaigns and killings are orchestrated by the head of the Chechen Republic, Ramzan Kadyrov. He has carried out other violent campaigns in the past, and this time he is directing his efforts at the LGBT community. Sources have said that he wants the community eliminated by the start of Ramadan. You heard that right. The president of Chechnya, Ramzan Kadyrov, is trying to eliminate the gay population of Chechnya by the end of May. Kadyrov is the kind of guy who regularly posts weightlifting workout videos from the comfort of his private gym, clearly obsessed with debunking the fragility of his own masculinity. Just listen to the theme music. Having trouble visualizing? I wish I could say the same. Just think bulky white man, pubic-like facial hair, and the sweet stench of ignorance. Now hype it up to a thousand percent? Boom, you're there. He posted that video yesterday with the following quote from Evander Holyfield, another homophobe. On quote, when you train for years, you have nothing to regret, even if you have not managed to become a champion. You've gotten better anyway. Off quote. Ramzan, you are far from being a champion. You were barely successful at a boxing career. All that bodybuilding has clearly made your head too thick for your own good. He's declared himself hero of the Chechen Republic via his YouTube channel. But last time I checked, heroes don't commit mass genocide on innocent people. And apparently he's also a huge fan of Mike Tyson, the guy who bites people's ears off and has multiple rape accusations. That video now has six views, including ours. We officially have a larger audience than the president of Chechnya. So that feels good. Mm, not too good. While we've been focusing on our Cheeto-in-Chief, Kadyrov has managed to incite mass genocide and won't even own up to it. But Chechnya has denied the reports. Its interior ministry called the allegations an April Fool's joke when they were first reported, while a spokesperson for leader Mr. Kadyrov later denied gay people exist in the country. I didn't know that April Fool's was an international thing. Oh yeah, it's like the Russians' equivalent of la la la, that's fake news. Hey, that reminds me. What's Tiny Hands doing about this? Donald Trump's ambassador to the UN has said she is disturbed by allegations coming out of Chechnya. If true, this violation of human rights cannot be ignored. Chechen authorities must immediately investigate these allegations, hold anyone involved accountable and take steps to prevent future abuses, she said. Wait, the Chechen authorities are the ones rounding up LGBTQ folks for torture and murder? I don't think they really have time to also stop the rounding up of LGBTQ folks for torture and murder. The sad part is that even if this all weren't true, it's still a horrible thing to be gay in Chechnya. And that's what Kadyrov is banking on. If my family finds out that I'm gay, then no authorities, no troops are needed. They will kill me themselves. Even if my parents will forgive me, someone, like my uncle, won't forgive. One young man who calls himself Maxim was condemned to nearly two weeks of beatings and torture. 
He said it started with a chat room conversation with a friend who's also gay and suggested they meet at his apartment. When he got there, though, he was greeted not by his friends, but by agents who beat him. He said they strapped him to a chair, attached electrical wires to his hands with alligator clips, and began an interrogation. They yelled, who else do you know, and zapped him with currents from time to time. He said it was unbelievably painful. I was hanging on with my last strength, but I didn't tell them anything. One thing's for sure. The LGBTQ community in Chechnya is a whole lot stronger and more heroic than Ramzan Kadyrov will ever be. Now it's time for our favorite CNTs, Yaya and Nene, answering some questions from our callers. Take it away, ladies. Hey, Nay. You think the voicemail we left for Fox last week really contributed to them firing Bill O'Reilly? I refuse to take responsibility for that. Let's let our listeners decide. Our producers recorded us. You have reached 20th Century Fox. Thank you for calling. We're either out of office or avoiding your calls about Bill O'Reilly since the New York Times article that outed us. Please leave a message after the beep. Or don't. Please don't. Uh, yeah. We'll keep this brief. Fire Bill O'Reilly, like yesterday. Or don't fire him. Make him attend a required class. Read required literature. Write an essay. The goal is to eliminate sexual harassment, not just exile him. No, Yaya, we're past that. Remember last summer when Fox News' Roger E. Ailes had that sexual harassment scandal? He was fired and Fox promised to do better? Well, newsflash, this isn't better. It's like how Trevor Noah calls racism a sickness. If people with severe mental illnesses were put in a psych ward, there should be treatment for racism. Likewise, O'Reilly should be treated for sexual abuse so it doesn't happen again. With what resources? They've already spent $13 million to quiet the five women he took advantage of. Fox, just do better. Do something. If you value women, then action must be taken. We trust you'll do the right thing. Yeah, I'm not taking responsibility for that one. If getting fired means being paid $25 million and getting a podcast, CNT producers, please fire me. Less Yaya is good for the soul anyway. Gosh, I'm gonna miss you. Can you believe this is our last segment of this season? We won't spend together once a week for a whole summer. I've been counting down the days. Anyway, let's introduce our special segment today. It's what I call a clapback to our trolls. And what I call a fun deviation for our special listeners. There have been some listeners that accuse us of just giving advice and not taking our own advice by making a difference. So we're like, damn, did we fail y'all or not? Nah? <laughs> you, see, you see what I did there? Mm, anyway, we're really devastated about the genocide happening in Chechnya, where they are torturing and killing masses of homosexual people. So, we've decided to write a letter on air to Senator Pat Toomey, our local Pittsburgh representative. To which Yaya has promised we're keeping brief. I vote for, yo Toomey, kill Ramzam Kadyrov, he must be stopped. Put that on the post-it and stick it on his window so we know he gets it. No, we need to do the proper channels. Dear Pat Toomey, we are reaching out to you on behalf of the CNT podcast. One we wouldn't mind you plugging the next time you're in a staff meeting. Good one. Okay, we're writing to you today to address the country's lack of action regarding the six concentration camps that are currently imprisoning gay men in Chechnya. Make sure they're like six exclamation points. Also add, I don't care what ties Trump has with Russia. Someone call Putin and put Ramzam Kadyrov away. 
He needs to break up with Russia and turn him in for sexual harassment. I'm going to insert the word orientation between sexual harassment. You know, because sexual harassment is both different and an understatement. Fair. Also, right, while it's insensitive to compare anything to the Holocaust, we'd be remiss to be embarrassed again for not helping the six million Jews murdered in Germany. So here's our chance to do something. Maybe. Or, right, send your troops in and kill them. Nay, you can't tell a government official to murder someone. Fine. Send military protection to the thousands of men who are being abducted, tortured, and killed just because of their sexual orientation. Which is politically correct. Kill him. Uh, minus that last part. I think we're done. Now, there has to be more we can do. There should be a social media campaign for hashtag boycott Exxon for Chechnyan men. Or a call to action for the masses to tag the Chechen leader from the discriminatory murder on his booming Instagram account and make him stop. Boycott and Exxon isn't going to save the Chechen men. Their religious convictions run deeper than a small blip on their monetary radar. We should be calling the news. Mm, you right, you right. You've reached 20th Century Fox. Thank you for calling. We fired Bill O'Reilly. What more do you want from us? Yeah, we gonna need you to get more coverage on Chechnya. Take it seriously. Interesting. When you Google Fox News and Chechnya men, the upsetting thing is they have covered it, but they made it sound like a hoax. Yes! Listeners, this is a quote from the actual Fox News article. Gay men are allegedly being put into concentration camp-style prisons in Russia. It has been claimed. That's like saying global warming is apparently happening, said a Teletubby. And this is why Fox News is trash. You said something bad about someone. Finally. Our time is up, but we do want to end on this note. Never feel like your voice isn't heard. No matter the scope of the injustice, speak up. Speak out. Make sure your voice is heard. See you in season four. I've been Yaya. And I've been Nay. And we best friends. We have to ruin it, Yaya. Thanks, Yaya and Nay. Since it's our last episode of the season, we decided to bring back a personal favorite CNT. It's time for Mama Z to tell us a bedtime story. So go ahead and get cozy with your nighty and your J. It's story time. Mama Z. Hi, my name's Paula. What's yours? Oh, that's a nice name. Tonight I want to tell you a little story called Oh Really O'Reilly. Once upon a time there was a prolific pompous pontificator, Bill O'Reilly. O'Reilly hosted the factor on Fox News, fighting those draft-dodging, Obama-loving, tree-hugging hippies to make America great again. Until he learned that what makes America great is that women are able to sue their bosses for sexual harassment. The New York Times, known to those in the White House as fake news, revealed that over the years Fox has paid out $13 million in settlements to women complaining of O'Reilly's inappropriate workplace conduct. Well, it's not news that his big mouth has put his small pots to shame. Unfortunately, the man has pocketed a $25 million pension and has already returned to the airways as a podcast host. 
You know, Bill, that means you and I are on the same level. And I have to say, I am very disappointed in you. Harassing women is small-minded, even for you climate change deniers. Well, this just reflects your overinflated egotistical assessment of your own private attributes. A word to the wise, Bill, don't believe your own hype. It only gets you into trouble. Well, that's it for tonight, y'all. Sleep tight and hope Bill O'Reilly doesn't visit you tonight. Thanks, Mama Z. That's it for today, guys. We'd like to take a moment to shout out the fire writers and contributors who made today's show happen. Daryl Bright, John Clay III, Alicia Etnoff, Ariel Hoffmeyer, Erica Jackson, Katie Pine, Javier Spivey, Ariel Zucker, and Mama Z. Find us on iTunes under CNT and make sure to stay subscribed so you don't miss us next season. From all of us CNTs, we want to thank you for sticking with us through the political and personal insanity that has been this year. I'm your host, Ariel. And I'm Daryl. And this is CNT, reminding you to wake, wake up and, and stay, stay woke. woke. Later. Later.